Hello and welcome to the third Outlander podcast. Yay! With me, Jen Brister. And me, Maureen Younger. We've nailed that bit, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, we've got to nail the intro. Yeah, just the rest of the, the problem. The rest of it is an absolute <laughs> shambles. Shambles. But the beginning bit. The thing is, we could be just really clever pretending it's a shambles. You know when some people are really good? We're not good? that sophisticated. No, but they, we're maybe, not that sophisticated. Yeah, people might not know that. Well, I think they do. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that we don't know how to run a podcast. But we're going to give it... Run a podcast? <laughs> running it now? But we're going to give it a go anyway. Well, anyway, we're doing it anyway. Uh, with literally no demand. No one wants us to do this. <laughs> Nobody. At least three people on Twitter. Oh, then they're, they're not... They're genuinely... If we didn't do one, they'd be like, oh, well, that stopped. And they, they'd be, there's no care factor for this. Oh, you know, someone tweeted me today, Alison, thank you, uh, wondering if she'd missed out. Alison, you, how could you possibly miss out on something? <laughs> you can't miss that. There's nothing to miss. But here we are. And uh, this is the third one that we're doing. And we are on episode... We're still on series one, of course. And, uh, and in this particular episode, we are going to be looking at um, three episodes, four, five, and six. Let's yep. get this party going. Let's get it going. Uh, and the first thing I want to address before we go any further is, when are they going to have relations? Episode seven. Oh, no, what are you spoiling? Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, I don't know. No idea. You've got no idea. We've got to have a bloody spoiler alert on there. Every time you, it was a rhetorical question. Oh, I didn't realise. I didn't realise. Okay, well that's good to know because this has been a long six episodes of foreplay. But this is good. This is why I think it works because it's old school. It's romantic. People are getting to know each other. It's a bit like dating in the eighties. I like it. I think that's good. I think you're the only one that was dating like that in the eighties. Everybody else was still having one night stands. Anyway, uh, so we know that. there's constantly a tension between those two. So yep. um, I always get the episodes mixed up. So we may... But you I, hide it well. I hide it well. So I might be talking about episode five when we're officially at this moment talking about episode four. But yep. don't get impatient. I'm, I'm, middle, I'm a middle-aged woman. So episode four, what we see is Maureen Go. Oh, I didn't expect you to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. We've literally just gone through Oh, it. sorry. Okay, episode four, it's the gathering. So they are all... Oh yes, Claire's Claire, because Claire, right? This is what I like about Claire. She's very clever. She's she's she always thinks ahead. She's very she's proactive. Ahead, yeah. But why? Like, so she's planning her escape, as you would, as you would. You want to get back to the nineteen forties. She was. She's planning her escape. But what I really love about Claire is that oh. she's a really modern woman. She thinks ahead, but she does screw up, and I can relate to that. So she's got this massive, great plan to escape, and then when she tries to escape, within five seconds, Jamie demolishes it. Yeah. Later. Well, to be fair, there would actually be no story if she kept. <laughs> Sure. And then Claire escapes, and the <laughs> end of the television program. Yes, that's true. And the book. So anyway, Claire is very being very cunning, and uh, she's got her her escape plan all sorted out. So we see out. her at the beginning. She's running around through a forest, but leaving like, clues. What is happening? What leaving is happening clues. with children? But the whole time we think she's just having a laugh with the kids. But, but no, no, leaving clues so that she can find her way back to wherever Inverness. That, Inverness. What, she's left enough... She's no, left no, no, the road to Inverness, the road to Inverness. The road to Inverness. She knows where the sentries are. And she knows how she's going to get this horse. Yes, that's true. And she's going... And also, because... This is what I love about Claire, which is something that we comes up again and again. Despite being a nurse in the 1940s, she's really down with all the herbs. Yeah, she She's is. like, oh, I know that if I get a bit of valerian, then that'll make them go I to know. sleep. I mean, it's not like... I would, I would, suggest, I would say that a lot of modern nurses wouldn't necessarily they know. Just go for the paracetamol. Well, they, they just go, well, just get us some morphine, wouldn't you? Yeah. There is no morphine because it's She's the 18th century. She's into her fault. Anyway, that was look, handy. Claire knows a lot, considering. As far as we know, she's 
a nurse. But uh, there we are. So um, we don't dwell on these bits of... I mean, to be honest, the whole point that she's gone from the 1940s back to the 18th century, I mean, naturalism ends there, doesn't it? So why I'm bringing up <laughs> how she knows about herbal medicine, I don't know. I mean, I think we it's all, all know... I think it's all this... this naturalism is relative, actually. So... Um, so, so she's there. And so then Gellis comes and visits. Gellis, the mysterious redhead, who sort of pops up every now and again. I know. I'm not really sure what she's doing. And she kind of warns her that... Uh, I think she ah, suspects... It's hard to be a woman in the Highlands. Yeah, she's got... Uh, Jed's got a very good voice for accents. Um, yes, and she warns her. I think she suspects that she might be... Uh, and we find out that Claire's apparently barren. What? Yes, we do. She goes, did you not have children with your husband? And she goes, no, we didn't have any. She goes, maybe you're barren. She doesn't, she doesn't, how does Gellis know? She doesn't know. Yeah, they have that conversation. Yeah, but you're saying that we, that we've Oh, no, out. no, apparently, apparently. Might be. No, we don't know Claire's about, just because she hasn't No, had... no, no, but, oh, they were, anyway, they were, we're, we're arguing about it, but we'll move on, we'll move on. It's, well, well they were all separate, the, the reason why they didn't have kids, because they didn't see each other for seven years. Yes, I'm just saying that Gellis has got that. an exceptionally long penis. <laughs> don't know how he'd be able to impregnate her. Anyway, look. Obviously, Maureen's watched the second series, so she's hinting at something that clearly she's not I'm supposed not, to be hinting I'm at. I'm not hinting at anything. We don't get... That was, a th- as far as I was concerned, that was a throwaway comment. Okay. But obviously, it's we not. know now from Maureen's face, <laughs> which you can't see, but let me tell you, is insisting that there is more to it. So we know that Claire can't have kids. Thanks, Maureen. No, no, no. That, that, anyway, move on. We're moving on. We're moving, moving on. on. So she has that conversation... Where we get that Gellis is suspicious of of uh, uh, of uh, what's the shop's Claire. Claire, and then Claire tries to escape. Yes, but no, she's trying to get a knife, and then she gets dragged to come to the gathering by Mrs. Fitzgibbons. Mrs. Fitzgibbons, who again, again later on, we don't see for a while. Fitzgibbons and, and also just here. just a bit of a, a, a gooky nerdy points. The writer is actually you know the, the the Fiona woman. That is actually the writer Diana Gabaldon. Who's wrote, Fiona? She's a woman that only talks for about 30 seconds, but she's that's, oh. a, that's, that's the actual writer about oh, Atlanta so books. the woman that doesn't really have a pass in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember her. <laughs> you know the woman that spoke, like, once and you yeah, never see her that's again? That's her. Right. But anyway... She didn't stick in my mind. So we watched the gathering, but they swear the oath. This is where they swear the oath to Callum of fealty. But they didn't do it in Gaelic. And there's a reason for that later on, because it should really obviously be in Gaelic, shouldn't it? If they're swearing it should have been in Gaelic. You a bit disappointed about that? Oh, just disappointed about a lot of things in this show, but oh, anyway. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a bit... This episode was really slow. You think? Yeah, I was like, come on, let's speed this up. Either somebody's got to have sex or someone should die. And no, not, neither of those things happened. It was just some just some storyline about her trying to escape. Obviously, she doesn't. Jamie saves the day again, which is vomit-making. Oh, she's so romantic, Jane. I think it's very Why sweet. Why can't this woman look after herself? She's a complete liability. Yeah, she's she really thought needs, things through. She, yeah, she? she's a woman and she's really modern, but she constantly needs a man to save her. But anyway, apparently this is romantic. What would I know? So she tries to escape. She stands on Jamie during her escape, uh, wakes him up. Because he's hiding in the stables. As you do, because he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want to, um, what does it do, the loyalty thing? Swear an oath. He doesn't want to swear an oath to the Mackenzie clan because, why? Well, because if he swears an oath, he could then become the next laird, which would upset his uncle. So his uncle would kill him. But if he doesn't swear an oath and he's on their property, oh, he'll get killed for not swearing an oath. No. So he's hiding. And this is how we see how much we like Jamie. I'll do this bit because Jane's too. 
won't like it. But this is how much we see Jamie likes Claire because he volunteers to take her back to the castle, even though he's trying to keep a low profile. And while taking Claire back to safety... He has to now swear this oath. Yeah, because he gets caught. And can I just say, Claire, she's quite feisty. She hits Dougal over the head. And that stool was very handily placed, wasn't it? It happened to be a stool on the... Just there. Just that was handy. In a corridor. (laughs) In a corridor in a castle. You know when you think, do you know what I need? I need a stool. stool. (laughs) It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like, you know when you go to someone's house and they just have a chair in the hallway. Occasional chair. An occasional... Tom Allen does this great bit of material about it, but having an occasional... Well, of course, it's the 18th century, so they have an occasional stall. It's just such a purpose. <laughs> that is quite handy. So you see, Jamie Jamie then gets caught taking Claire back. So now he's got to do the swearing. And Jamie won't appreciate this. He looks very sexy in his white shirt. That's one of my favourite. Yada, yada, yada. yada. So, so anyway. Look, Jamie looks sexy bit. in all of these things, doesn't he? I mean, he's, well, he looks particularly sexy in that. He, he's a sexy guy. A sexy I mean, guy. I'm not going to be the person that goes, I don't see what anyone sees in him. I totally do. He's very hot. As is... There, there. Okay, we've touched both bases, and I, there's not a euphemism because <laughs> I haven't touched either of their bases. I, I, there's, <laughs> if anything, that would be assault. Um, uh, <laughs> so what happens next? It's all very tense. It's all very tense because Jamie up. comes in, and then Claire realizes it's her fault. And Murta, being Scottish, says, "Yes, it is your fault." <laughs> very direct. Very direct. That's what Scottish people are like. And then the end. Based on my dad, um, and Jamie's very clever because he gets out of it by saying, "I'm not going to swear you an oath." And it gets all very tense. He goes, but I will give you my fealty. I'll give you my obedience. Right. And his uncle accepts that. He nails it. Yeah. Yeah. The end. Then we go. Is is that the end? Yes, that's the end. Then they go hunting. They go hunting for the the boar. Still in this episode. Still in this episode. This is a long episode, isn't it? They go hunting for a boar. And of course, Claire is is abhorred about the boar. Hunting, pig yeah. hunting, and they're like, it's not pig hunting, love. It's boar hunting, and she thinks it's barbaric, but actually, it's very dangerous. And lo and behold, a man gets gored. Yeah, and she helps, and Dougal realizes she's seen men die before. This man, uh, she holds him while, or she's with him while he breathes his last words, and Dougal senses that she has been around death before, which we know that she has yes. as a nurse during the Second World War, and says, "We're going to go on a trip. We need a healer." Bada bim, bada boom. And you're coming with us. You're coming. She thinks this is great because it might be her way now. She's got another way of escaping. Yeah, she's Little. at the castle. Little, Little does, does she know. So, ah. you, so you, thought this, you thought this episode was a bit slow, did Boring. you? Boring. Did you? God, yeah. Jesus. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking it from... I'm just waiting for them to get down and dirty. So no episode one else thinks... Episode seven, episode seven. I mean, it's just like... Because I know it's going to happen, I'm like... God, cut to the chase and get naked. You see, I really, I like the fact that, fact they, wait, that they, they wait, wait six blah, weeks. Blah, blah. I think it's nice. I feel like by episode four, I've waited long enough. You're just easy. I'm filthy. <laughs> so that was episode four. Now we're going to episode five. Which is called Rent. Rent. And that is the episode where, well, basically, where they, collect rent. they go and collect rent. <laughs> I mean, it who's is what it says in the team. Who's with me? Let's speed this whole process up. So, uh, um, What's her name? Claire makes friends with... Is it Angus? No, what's his name? Not Angus. Who's the guy? Oh, Ned Gowan. Ned. Played by great Scottish actor Bill Patterson. Bill Patterson. And they bond over... Uh, John, John Dunn. Dunn poetry. And John Poetry and a pipe. <laughs> um, because he's got asthma. Lo and behold, because she's a healer, she just happens to have the exact thing that he needs 
in order to ease his asthma. I mean, the woman is nothing if not prepared for everything. Yeah. And uh, makes him smoke it, and his uh, asthma is, uh, you know, uh, helped, not helped, what has eased. And uh, and so... He's the, law- he's the Edinburgh lawyer. So he's not a Highlander, he's an Edinburgh lawyer. And... And he is collecting the rent. And so they go from village to village, blah, blah, blah. They walk wool. She goes, while they're collecting rent, I mean, come on, stick with me if this isn't boring you. She sees some women and then what they're doing is they're fixing the dye on wool and they use piss. Yeah. And I thought it might be like animal piss, but it seems to be their own. Yeah. Their own piss. How do it works? Oh, I don't doubt that. So then she sits among a load of women singing a song and... uh, throwing a a piece of wool against a wooden table covered in piss. I mean, fine, stick with that. It's a night out in some places. At the beginning, to be fair to her, she's like, I'm not sure if I want to get involved And then she gets involved. And then she gets involved. She gets, she literally gets elbow deep in piss. (laughs) She does. And at one point, she... didn't have TVs in those days. They ran out of piss and she gladly... Volunteers. Volunteers to piss in a thing. Could have, you know, you've got to admit she joined she in. Well, I do think I had a, that was a point where I really had admiration for her because I can't piss in front of anybody. Can you not? No, I get a uh, stage fright. <laughs> it won't come out. I've got a friend, she I won't to, go in the room. She, she's I look. have to make them face the door. Can you face the door? Don't look at me. I can't have anyone looking at me. Do you know what? I hate because some girls are quite happy for you to, to piss uh, while you're in the bathroom. Oh, when with they're them. talking oh. to you. Don't talk to me. I'm focusing on something. When I, oh, my no. bladder won't relax while you're no, wittering on. They'll piss while you're in the bathroom as well. Do you know they'll piss while you're in the bathroom still? Well, I don't mind if they're, if they're doing the pissing, but I can't do no, it. No, I can't so do that. I can't be doing that. Oh, it's so good that we don't ever have to share a cubicle. <laughs> That's really why that was one part of our friendship. We do you know what? In... I do remember once I was with Janet and another lesbian and we were in the ladies' toilets. I only hang out with lesbians. <laughs> and me. is the exception. <laughs> and we were walking out and this girl looked at Jen and this other lesbian and went, am I in the right toilets? And I went, I think they're talking to you, not me. Do you remember that? Oh, it happens all the time. I get asked to leave the women's toilets. <laughs> the amount of times I've been asked to leave the ladies' toilets. I've got a story. This is true. I got asked to leave the women's ponds in Hampstead Heath. Uh, because they thought I was a, a man. Bearing in mind, I was wearing a bikini. <laughs> now, I'm not really sure at what point. She... I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You can't. No one would believe it. Anyway, let's get back to Outlander. So let's okay, so we're walking the wall. She wasn't wearing a bikini. And she gets slightly bit drunk. I think she's a bit merry, isn't she? She a gets bit a bit merry. drunk and then she gets a bit stroppy. Yeah, she gets a bit arsy. She gets she's a bit stroppy when she's had a drink yeah. there. She's not the only one. But, um... And uh, I don't know what you're referring to, Maureen. <laughs> and so then... So well, she's fighting about the goat. She wants to give the goat back to, to the, the family. To the family to feed the baby because the baby's going hungry because of... He's, they've got to give the goat away for rent. Yeah, because they, they owe rent to the goat. And Dougal's not happy about it. Yeah, and tells... Did he tell Jamie to... No, Jamie's kind of keeping out of it. He's not stupid. And then your favourite, an English officer suddenly appears. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> so out of nowhere, this guy comes out, right? An Englishman comes out. He's got like a, a, a an apron on. And then says, can I help you, madam? And she's like, oh, well, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And anyway, a load of other Scottish guys go, do you want me to cut your dick off, mate? Or something along those lines. Yeah, that's the, that's the subtext. That's the subtext. And so then he goes, oh, I'd like to hang on to it. And then he just disappears. So, anyway, where does this... In- We're in the middle of a rural Scottish village in the Highlands. And this English bloke just turns up out of the blue. No explanation. Yeah, is there? No, oh, just, yeah, no. And then just buggers off again. I don't anyway, know. we later find out... Do we need to say this now? 
Well, we, no, we'll, we'll take that towards the end because well, other things happen. I mean, other, other things happen. So well, see, just just hang on to that image. Yeah, give well, that thought. Give that a and thought. then they go to other villages. Um, oh, and um, Dougal is trying to collect money. First of all, we think it's for his, to line his own pockets at night. Yes, because he's, he's using Jamie's patchwork back, back. back as a... Uh, off his shirt. Look at what the English, English have done do. to him and then give us some money. But actually, Claire remembers in a boring flashback that her boring husband, the boring Englishman, who's interested in boring things like history, <gasps> tells her, I'm joking, these are all jokes, these are really things just to wind more up. <laughs> Uh, and, and it always works, always. You think she'd have cottoned on by now, but no, it works every time. So then she remembers a conversation that she has with her other husband, no, her husband, because she hasn't... Yeah, yeah, anyway. I know too much because of this one. Um, that actually um, it's all to do with the Jacobite rising and it's all to do... To with, raise money to raise for a money. Jacobite army. Yeah, to put a Stuart King back on the throne. So... Uh, blah 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 she's cross with Dougal then she figures it out she remembers but she still feels sorry for Jamie having to have his back out but then they come across some men later on who have been um, oh, crucified crucified by the English by the English for what? we don't know but they've just know. been tortured and then the time that they go to the next village they don't need to show uh, Jamie's back because they just go oh what about those men skewered on a post down there and then everyone's like oh yeah, nice. yeah, take the money. take the money and then Jamie is because uh, he gets worried because they're in a tap room about Claire about men uh, talking to Claire or not talking tap room, room bedroom is a pub yeah and so he basically sleeps outside her door to protect her <gasps> flutter 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 and uh, she asks him to come in the room and he won't because he's obviously doesn't want to ruin her honour and then the next morning there's a fight because people accuse her of being a slag or a whore or whore that's probably the more right yeah word, correct word. And the music was great. You know, we were talking about the music before. The music for, during the fight was brilliant. Oh, yeah. So there's a massive fight, which is actually very well done. And um, and it's all and it's all the Mackenzie clan lads uh, protecting Claire's Claire. honour because they can call her a whore, but no one else can call her. a whore. And also, I think it's this episode. But who knows when they see the watch and she has a argument with Angus. Angus threatens her because they steal food from her family. Do you remember this? Who's Angus? The, the toothy one, the one with oh, the beard. Teeth, the small, the, well, they've all got beards, most of them, haven't they? The yeah. small one, the wee one. The wee one. Uh, I think Do you remember that's... this? No, is that the next episode? No, I think that, that is this episode. Oh. And that argument happens before Ford. he protects the honour. Yes, that's so true. you're like, oh, they've had this big argument and then he protects yes, her honour right. later. So, that's right. Uh, but Jamie, Jamie smooths things because he looks like he's about to kill her. Kill who? Claire. Angus, because he's very, he's very angry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angus gets very angry. I didn't really. I think I zoned out a bit. Oh, okay. But anyway, the point is uh, that uh, Jamie has the opportunity to boff Claire, but doesn't take it. So we're on episode five, we think. I think he was safeguarding her honour. Whatever. Anyway. At that point, I mean, he's cock-blocking himself, isn't he? Because like, she actually invites him to come in. And he says no. I, I mean, because he's thinking of her honour. I mean, this is why he's the most unrealistic man. Anyway, he's a fantasy male. He certainly is a fantasy. Anyway, so that happens, and then the end. She's the end of this episode. Dougal's asking who she is because she's tried to warn Ned about the Jacobite uprising and that it's going to fail. Why are you trying to turn my men against yep. me? And, she's and then going, the English officer appears again. Oh yeah, this time with mates, and then. Oh, so this guy that we remember—the English guy that we saw with the—he's just popped out of nowhere in this flipping village, 
like looks like he's the local ironmonger or something. Anyway, <laughs> turns out he's an English officer. No one's questioned this or no one's brought this up at any point. I mean, like, they just, it's just, he honestly just looks like some scruffy old bloke. And then he's like, oh, I'm actually an English officer. I mean, there's no explanation for this. Anyway, he turns up and goes, remember me, uh, madam, uh, tell me if I can help you. And she's like, oh, actually, mm, yeah, you could, because she still wants to get back to the stones. Yeah, let's not forget that. So then, I don't know if anyone else is keeping up with this. No, and then so she goes, he goes, are you here under your own volition or something like that? Not those words. And then that's when it ends. Okay, now on to episode six. Hang on to your pants, everybody, because now this episode gets good. So you were, you enjoyed this one? Oh, this one's awful, but great, but terrible, but very, uh, you know, Okay, so you take the lead. What happens? So we find Claire has been, uh, is now in the company of English officers, and they're all like, rah, rah, rah. Right, we're twats. English officers. And we're a bit of idiots. I don't really understand his accent, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're awful, and we hate them. Uh, and they're all drinking, oh, don't spoil the claret. <laughs> and uh, Claire is kind of, uh, I guess, uh, understands the, this bunch of twats. And so she's sort of almost, not flirting with them, but no, playing but she, a part. But she gets her way because they're gonna t- they agree to take her to Inverness, which is what she wants. She wants to go to Inverness and they've agreed. And uh, uh, Dougal is there at some point and like basically saying, if you don't understand uh, my accent, why don't you go back to London where there's she's lots of fair London. Enough. It's fair enough. Then he buggers off. Because he's basically going to get into a punch-up if he stays. So then, once we've kind of established that Claire seems like she's in a safe place with these toffs... Um, it all goes wrong. It goes horribly wrong. And why, Maureen? Because Blackjack Randall appears. <laughs> A.K.A. her husband. With a wig. With a wig. <laughs> Let's not forget, it is basically her husband. So he turns up... Um, and he's very good at manipulating because he gets her to be very pro-Scottish, which obviously doesn't go down well with the officers. Well, yeah, he gets her to admit that she has some loyalty to the to Scots. To, to the Scots, and then he implies that she might be sleeping with Dougal. Uh, yes, and how is it? So he eventually gets her on her because on she his own. she disappears off because there's a wounded soldier, so she goes and treats him. That's right. So there's a wounded soldier that's been injured by a, uh, the, the Scots, obviously, uh, a young. And they have to chop off his arm, amputate his arm. There's a lot of bone grinding, sawing, sawing and bone, mm. bone and saw. And of course, uh, uh, this is like you know, this is nothing to Claire because she's no, seen it, been do there, that. done that. And uh, so she deals with that really well. Goes back up to the room. Everyone's gone apart from Blackjack. What's his chance? So he starts interrogating her because he doesn't believe her story. How is it that I found you that day in basically your underwear or your undergarments? By yourself. By yourself. What the hell was going and on? They disappear off the load of Scottish rebels. She makes up some some relatively viable story about a boyfriend. He's been a yeah, who betrayed her. Betrayed her, and she was running away from him, and she doesn't want to give his name because she doesn't want him to get into trouble. And then because like, he's an English officer. And then it looks like he opens up because he tells about Jamie, and it's kind of sexual the way he talks about the way he flogged Jamie. So then this is a really grim bit, yeah. where he then opens up and says that um, because she says, "I know that you flogged." Jamie. And thereby telling him that Jamie's around, not wise, but anyway. No, so she's not really the smartest tool in that in this particular case. But she's angry and she's uh, defensive. So she lets in that and then he starts to talk about how he flogged and how it was like a work of art. Art. Uh, because, the, because Jamie wouldn't uh, scream. 
it wouldn't make any noise, and how his back became this work of art. And it, and it, it is a bit sick. Well, a bit, it is sick. Oh, Because it's, it's kind of, he's, he's kind of got off on it. It's that sexual sadism. It's some, sa- like, the, 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 you really get that he's a sadist in this bit. So, like, he basically spells out in block capital letters I'm a sadist. that have been highlighted that I'm a sadistic psychopath, but Claire's not really getting the vibe. Claire seems to feel very sorry for him. So she feels sorry for him and thinks, you know, uh, he, but he he's, says, opening up. he's opening up and saying that he wants to be saved from being this man that commits these deeds. But that's not really what he's saying. But he's manipulating her to think that that's what he's saying. Yeah. And then we soon find out that's not true because she thinks he's going to take her to Inverness and then... He punches her in the stomach. Yeah, I've been punched in the stomach. That is bloody painful. Who punched you in the stomach? I was walking, I was a kid, I was a street, and the, some kids just walked past me and punched me in the stomach. And this is why I hate it in movies, because when you get punched in the stomach... Oh, you thought, that's it, you're down. You, you, you're down, and you can't breathe, and you ca- I would not recommend it. Uh, you cannot breathe, and you cannot mm. move. You're just sitting there. And, and you know, like in films, somebody gets punched in the stomach, and then they just get up, and you just think... You can't get up. You're no, just sprawling on the floor. You're completely winded. Uh, it's particularly if a man punches you in the stomach. That yeah, so it. I got you're punched down. by a boy. Not nice. North London. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, that's why heckling doesn't really bother me. Uh, yeah. Seen worse. Seen worse. You don't want to cross Maureen. That's <laughs> yeah, don't moral of that story. So, uh, yeah, so she gets punched, which is... Uh, and then he gets his officer to kick him. And then invites this poor young guy... To kick her. ...spineless t- idiot to kick her. Does he kick her? He kicks her. I think he kicks her twice. And then, luckily, Dougal, Dougal comes, comes in... And saves the day. And says, I'm t- you know... I'm taking her and you can't keep her. And, he, and then Blackjack goes, but I need her Fort William on Sunday... You've got to bring it for Sunday, otherwise you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, because he wants to interrogate Claire to find out if she knows anything at all about the Jacobite rising. Which well, she he does, and he, she hasn't said anything. She doesn't, she, because he asks her outright, what do you know, da da da. She goes, she says, I don't know anything. Uh, and he set, and does that in front of Dougal, because she could denounce Dougal then, but she doesn't. She says, I don't know anything. And then Dougal takes her away to this spring, which because Highlanders are very superstitious, he believes that she drinks from it and then lies. Her throat will burn up. And he asks her one more time, is she a spy? She says no. no. So I'm, he believes her. I mean, So he doesn't kill her. He doesn't kill her, yeah. I mean, But then he's got a very clever idea how not to take her to Fort William. Because if she's Scottish, if he makes her Scottish, he doesn't have to take her to Fort William. It's only because she's English. And the only way he can make her Scottish is by... Marrying Jamie! I mean, to be honest, you don't really need oh, an excuse. But yes, happy marrying, days. Happy days. She seems to have second... She seems to have you know, second thoughts. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, fine, I'll marry him. She's already married Maureen. Yeah, there is that. And point. also, once she marries him, then there's that thing like, now, how is she ever going to get back, you know? Yeah. She's going to be a bigamist. Well, she's not really, yeah, because, I mean, that's two separate time, time zones. Time I mean, like, her husband's not alive yet. It's all so anyway, she's easy. contemplating it, then Jamie comes with some whiskey, always a good Scottish recipe to help things along, and he seems fine about it. Oh my God, he's delighted. He is delighted. He couldn't be happier. I know. And then what's great, she goes, well, don't you, this is, this is when I think she's very clever in creating the character Jamie because uh, Claire points out she's not a virgin. She goes, don't, don't you mind? And he goes, I don't mind as long as you don't mind that I am. That is clever bit of writing. Why, why, right. why? Because as a woman, you can't, normally with men, if they're a virgin, you're like, oh my God. But with Jamie, you kind of go, there is something very sexy about a good looking man who doesn't sleep around. There's something yeah. really sexy about that. Yeah. I went out with one, and it is. I went out with a guy who was quite well known, and um, where he lived, and he had women throwing themselves at him. And he just was not. He was very respectful, but he just wasn't interested in sleeping around. Yeah. And you do go, 
Yeah. That is sexy. You are looking for Prince Charming, aren't you, Maureen? Yeah, this is why I'm single. Um, <laughs> Maureen is definitely... I mean, we've got episode seven. I mean, all you need to know, this episode's gone on for a bit too long already, but all you need to know is that the next episode that we do of this wonderful Outlander podcast, which is basically telling you what happens in the episodes, you could just watch it. You could just watch it. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. But don't listen to the... Well, just, I do, but you know. You know, you don't need us to go through it bit by bit. Um, and not in order. And not in any particular order. <laughs> Another thing, everyone's got nice teeth. I mean, like, Jamie's got nice... Everyone, all the other people have got uh, gnarly teeth, but Jamie's got lovely white teeth. Yeah. He must have a very good, like, toothpick or something. Yeah, I don't know. So what did you think? Like, we're up to now episode six, so... Well, I, I'd lost the will to live in episodes four and five. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, oh, God, how am I going to keep this going for another well, however many episodes? And then episode six went pazow, and I was sucked in again. Yeah, sucked in again. Yeah, I mean, Jack, that Jack, Black Jack Randall, I mean... He's a good, he's good. The acting plays him is brilliant. Yeah, and the character is... I mean, he's way more interesting as Black Jack than he is as the husband, isn't he? Because he's a bit, like, wet and boring. Yeah, okay, Maureen's good. looking at me like, you can't see that, but her eyes rolled. <laughs> Um, my eyes run all the time then uh, so that so there we go and then in episode 7 we get some hopefully we get some uh, naked Jamie you do get a lot of naked Jamie and hopefully some naked Claire as well you do get a lot of naked Claire oh well well that'll keep Jen happy do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sounds, there's something a bit sinister if I say oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely benign for Maureen to go a bit of naked Jamie and we go oh yeah of course we can all get our head around that <laughs> But if you go, oh, yeah, get me a Claire naked, it's like, oh, that, that, that pervy lesbo. <laughs> I want you to know that. I want you to know, yeah. The pervy lesbo, is it a, what is it? It's a, it's a woman, thank you. Uh, I want you to know that that is not, I'm very much drawn in by the narrative. And the Scottish scenery. And Scottish scenery and the music. And blah, 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 blah. So, uh, uh, and I'm as intrigued to see a naked Jamie's torso as much as the next woman. No, 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 no you're not. <laughs> tried so that's that that's episodes four to six uh basically my uh if i was to, to draw like a very a quick rundown of what i thought that episodes four and five snore six rock on okay and you maureen i i enjoyed four uh the red yeah was a bit whatever and six was good yeah so six guys, when i was like when i heard he said he was a virgin i was like I actually said out loud. That's literally so the good. only bit that maureen's remembered is that line <laughs> at the end where he says he's a virgin I mean, that was basically in the romance bank. You can't, I mean, that is, Maureen is literally just spending her days just rom, having romantic fantasies okay. about Sam Hewan. That's not true. Jamie Fraser, That's not sorry, true. Jamie I Fraser. might have a few photos of him on, on my phone. I don't want to hear any more. Okay. Right. So let's, uh, let's say goodbye, Maureen. Yes, let's say goodbye before I get carted away. Bye. Goodbye. See you next time. We won't because this is a podcast. <laughs>